Hello, everyone. My name is Fabiana Rodriguez, and I am an artist and the president of the Center for Cultural Power. And my organization works with artists of all disciplines uh, to support social change. We believe that cultural change precedes political change and that in order to have an equitable world where everyone can thrive in harmony with nature, we need the stories, the culture to lead us in that way. So the Center for Cultural Power in California, you're in Utah. Welcome to all the snow. Thank you. How's the the vibe up at Sundance so far? Well, it's it's wonderful. You know, um, I have been participating at Sundance um, for four years. This is my second time in Utah. And, you know, like many cultural organizations, Sundance is recognizing that it has to move towards more diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and so this year, um, just last night, uh, two Oakland filmmakers, uh, Kamau Bell and Ryan Kugler, received recognition for their work. Um, and, you know, in their speeches, these are both artists that, that I know well and that have contributed a lot uh, to the work that we believe advances social justice. You know, Kamau Bell last year um, released his documentary, We Have to Talk About Cosby. Which, you know, when we think about actually the documentaries around survivors coming out of Sundance, before that it was the documentary about Russell Simmons. Um, it's, uh, it's, Sundance is a great space um, where these documentaries are born and, and um, there's still a long way to go for institutions like Sundance, which, sorry about that, I'm going to turn this off. For institutions, there's a long way to go for institutions like Sundance who um, need to transform in a holistic way to really meet uh, the needs uh, of what, you know, what kind of storytelling and narratives um, we need that is truly, truly inclusive. Yeah. And in particular this year, mm-hmm. I understand that you're there to speak about, but also um, network and mentor about the necessity of making space for climate stories that decenter white saviorship and That's put right. those at the front lines of climate change, which are most often marginalized community members, in the position to tell their stories for themselves. What is that going to look Absolutely. like? Absolutely. Yeah. So first, of all, I'll start by saying that, you know, the climate crisis is here and um, we live in one of the number one polluting nations. And we also live in the nation that creates films and television that shape the entire world. Just recently, a study came out. Um, by our partners, uh, the Good Energy Project uh, and the Norman Lear Center that indicated that less than 3% of all scripted television shows and films even mention climate, less than 3%. And so how is it that the entertainment industry can talk about the stories of today without talking about climate? So not only do we have a problem with climate stories in general, but oftentimes throughout history, so many climate stories have centered white saviors, have centered a white hero, and have talked about climate through uh, melting glaciers, polar bears. Um, We cannot talk about the climate crisis without talking about colonization, without talking about systemic racism, white supremacy. In fact, we have a climate crisis because there was a colonial worldview in this entire globe that made it possible for certain nations to go occupy, destroy, ravage, other nations throughout the world. And today we are seeing the impacts of that. And so we urgently need stories that 
talk about. You know, we know fossil fuels causes climate change. Where are these refineries? They're in our communities. Um, we know that food and agriculture are part of the climate crisis. Where are the slaughterhouses? Who's working in these slaughterhouses? Who are the indigenous communities whose forests are being taken down for animal agriculture, right? And so for many, for, for, for the history of Sundance, while many climate films have emerged from here, um, there has yet to be a space that sort of works at the intersection of stories of people of color and climate. Uh, and so there, that is where we are working at. We um, are elevating uh, and supporting um, indigenous films. Uh, there's uh, a number of in, in indigenous films here, which are, are are by default talking about climate because indigenous worldview is actually about stewarding our relationship with Mother Earth, right? There's a film that we're very excited about uh, by a Puerto Rican filmmaker. It's her debut. It's called La Pecera. And it's about Vieques, about the military pollution um, and, and how, you know, Vieques, Hurricane Maria, um, colonization has everything to do with the climate crisis because it is these colonized nations that have actually suffered, have been at the front lines. Uh, there's a film, Deep Rising, which is about the mining of the ocean um, for electric vehicles. Right. And so we are here to put climate front and center because any Climate justice is racial justice, is gender justice. And it's very great that, you know, the entertainment culture has been addressing gender injustice. You know, time's up. Five-year anniversary this month. Um, we have had a racial reckoning in the entertainment industry. But we cannot leave Mother Earth behind because the impacts of what is happening to our communities, the fact that heat waves are disproportionately hurting and affecting People of color in California, those who are disproportionately going to suffer from the floods are communities of color. And we have always been the sicker ones. We have been the ones who have to work in these toxic jobs. And so we need entertainment. We need Hollywood. We need Sundance to accelerate solutions because we do not have a lot of time. And then lastly, Faviana, I wanted to talk to you about the people behind what's on the screen and getting more black indigenous people of color in all aspects of filmmaking. What are your hopes or fears there as you sit uh, here during Sundance 2023? Well, you know, I think that, of course, we all celebrate that films get purchased by major studios. Um, and we celebrate that Sundance is a place uh, that is, is making significant change. But we actually need to change the power dynamics. Because at the end of the day, the people in these leadership rooms, the people in these boards are overwhelmingly white. And so we can't just talk about representation. We have to talk about access and power. And we have to think about how is it that we can begin to shift energy and resources to Black-led, Indigenous-led, Latinx institutions. Because we, we you know, Sundance is, is a wonderful institution that has done a lot. and and we need Black-led institutions. We need um, communities of color to be leading cultural, um, cultural organizations because we, we, we can't continue just to care about representation when any day, you know, our wonderful shows about Latinx people or indigenous people get canceled or they don't get recognized. Uh, and so I'm excited about um, people of color who are building institutions from the ground up that center black and brown people, you know, that are um, working to have black and brown people behind the camera that are working on access and talent. You know, just last night, 
um, Ryan Coogler, who started his own production company, Lena Waite, who is creating opportunities for um, black writers, writers of color in the industry, Kamau Bell, who is making a, a very special effort to ensure that the people he works with represent his values. And that's that's the kind of shift we're seeing the beginning of it. Um, but we have a long way to go. And at Sundance, they've got Latinx House. And now this year, mm-hmm. the introduction of AAPI and Indigenous Houses. Right. Is that what you're speaking about in terms of building from the ground up those power bases? Yes, these power bases and that in the future, Sundance cannot be the center of the universe. We need, you know, places like Black Star in Philadelphia, founded by a black woman, woman, Mary Holmes. Um, we need equal amount of resources to go to Black-led, Indigenous-led. Illuminative's House, it's wonderful, amazing um, that they are represented here. And how can we move more resources to the artists that Illuminatives is supporting? You know, Bird, um, Bird, uh, running, Bird Running Water uh, used to be at Sundance, and he has since left to help support um, uh, reservation dogs and is doing his own projects. And that is what we want to see more of, right? We want to see more institutions that from the ground up are being created and and uh, driven by a different set of values. And so I always want to name that um, Sundance historically has been a white-led institution and that in order to have a vibrant ecosystem, this is what biodiversity teaches us, not monoculture, biodiversity. We have to really build power and it's power that's going to take 10 or 20 years to build. And Faviana, if folks want to catch up with you and the work that you're doing, how can they find you? How can they find the Center for Cultural Power online? Yes. So you can find uh, the Center for Cultural Power on Instagram. We are Culture Strike on Instagram. Um, and you can find me at Faviana1. That's Faviana with a V and two N's and the number one. And this weekend, we are speaking to uh, creators of color. We're looking at things through a critical lens and we are bringing Mother Earth front and center in the age of climate catastrophe.